0: Welcome on in, everybody, to the Porpoise Pod. I'm here with you as my guy Alejandro Solano works his way back from Los Angeles as the Dolphins lose to the L.A. Chargers on Sunday Night Football, 23-17 to in what was dubbed a matchup between Justin Herbert and Tua Tungavailoa. And the statistics in this one, QB, VQB, were not very close at all. As the number six pick in the 2020 draft, Justin Herbert. He uh, outshined Tua in every way, basically, today. He was 39-51, 367 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was masterful in what was basically a clinching drive at the end where they get a field goal to put him up two scores. And Tua, just an, an, abs- an absolute abysmal first half of this game. 25 yards in the first half of this game, again, couldn't get going in this game for whatever reason, wasn't on the same page with his receivers. Um, I don't know, just looked unrecognizable from the guy that we had seen that had skyrocketed up the MVP odds that is leading the league in pro bowl voting that is, you know, led the league in quarterback rating and QBR and all of these statistical categories since he had come back from the concussion and, uh, this one uh, this one definitely bites. This one hurts because this is two weeks in a row where the Dolphins have had a big narrative bowl going into it before it was the 49ers and all the former 49ers jawing back and forth in social media and Mike McDaniel versus Shanahan. This one was as simple a storyline as it gets. They even flexed this one into Sunday Night Football. They took out Patrick Mahomes against Russell Wilson, two established stars to put in two young guns with an easy storyline going back and forth where the script had been flipped a little bit on both of them between Justin Herbert dealing with all the injuries this year, his ribs being banged up, his receivers being gone, people uh, not thinking they're living up to expectations, and Tua on the flip side of it, the guy who everybody thought was a generational mistake, that the Dolphins are never going to forget passing up on Justin Herbert. He was coming into this game, yeah, a little slip-up last week, but has mostly been just absolutely outstanding, has been a leader, has a coach supporting him, uh, all that type of stuff. And now uh, he has a a lot of soul-searching to do after a couple of stinkers from Uno for the Miami Dolphins. After the game, he uh, he called the performance put forth by the team and himself unacceptable. I would agree. Um, they had uh, him and Mike McDaniel both talked a little bit about the uh, the communication from the receivers, that that there wasn't necessarily everybody on the same page and things like that. I find some of that I find that to be unbelievably frustrating. First of all, for a couple of reasons. One you guys, it would feel to me naturally like the communication should only get better throughout the season. I don't know why all of a sudden now uh, the communication is uh, is an issue. I don't know if that has to do with guys being banged up and they're just short and stuff. We know that Jalen Waddell has been dealing with some lower body injuries. He's dealt with the groin. He's dealt with the fibula, all that type of stuff. But you know, then you look across to him and you see Tyreek Hill out there and he's very clearly playing on one good leg. Um, and he's burning folks, you know, he's, he's coming up with incredible plays, the, the fumble reekski where, you know, the ball gets batted to him and Tyreek Hill, the cheetah just goes to the house and, you know, gets the Dolphins right back in the game, hopefully as a spark. And then even when things were looking real bleak and the, the Dolphins could get in third down third and five from their, uh, their own 40, 60 yard touchdown, easy score for Tyreek Hill. So you know, I get it, man. People are everybody is banged up. Josh Allen's dealing with an elbow. Justin Herbert's dealt with ribs. You know, uh the the 49ers lost their quarterback. Everybody is dealing with something right now. Nobody wants to hear it. This is not, you're not gonna sit here belly aching like the Bills fans did in week three, uh, and think anybody's gonna be sorry for you. You're just not. Um, so I, I find that frustrating for that reason. And then also, like, geez, you guys were out on the the west coast he has stayed out there and then all we heard in the lead up was this is going to be great for us we're going to bond we're going to be uh, you know tighter than ever and uh, all right well it doesn't seem like it it seems like you guys were all out on the west coast like a bunch of fat cats partying it up with uh with celebs like that's what it looked like i don't know if that's what happened i'm just telling you it did not look like a team that was more cohesive than ever. And that's what we were told it was going to be that this was going to be a team that was going to put forth just this unbelievable effort. Oh, we're going to, we already are more kumbaya than any other team. And now we've been out on the West Coast together. You know, Tua, he's given surfing lessons to Tyreek Hill. It's just going to be a beautiful thing. Mwah. And the only guy that really seemed to be liking him being out on the West Coast was Jalen Phillips, which, by the way, was unbelievably cool for him. Grew up a Chargers fan. Had his home coming there to L.A. where, you know, I know Canes fans, we saw what a tremendous prospect he turned himself into. Uh, but after nearly walking away from football while with L.A. Uh, UCLA, uh, had to be unbelievably cool for him. He looks just like such a demon. You want to talk about a guy that just looks like a lion going after gazelles when he goes after the QB. He is he's playing absolutely dynamite right now. And not only that, you know, feels like he's actually even hit another level since the addition of Bradley Chubb. So uh shout out to Jalen Phillips. He he really looks great. And he got screwed. Unbelievably screwed today with uh with a sack taken from that that damn passing rough in the passer. I, I don't even know anymore, dude. What are we what are we doing in football? You know, like I I football has this we love it so much, right? We love this sport so much, but the things that it, has the ability to ruin with, you know, the with whether it be the catch or pass interference or roughing the passer, it's just ridiculous. You know, like Jalen Phillips comes out after the game. He says, regardless of the outcome of the game, if I'm going to be fined $15,000 for roughing the passer, then there needs to be some accountability and a review of what constitutes that penalty. I'm with you. I don't know, like, what the ref's supposed to do, because obviously the ref is supposed to throw the flag uh, for the benefit of the doubt, but I don't understand why they can't do something almost like the NBA does with flagrants. If we're going to just make... It, it's such a crucial, crucial thing. I know the pay, I know the, the, the charge ended up punting on this drive, but, you know, like, first of all, pass rushers, sacks are a very, very important statistic for guys to get paid. Um... So I think for players, it's an important thing to to kind of get squared away about what actually counts. And yeah, the other big momentum swings, like, look, even if they ended up punting, like the position, the field position could have been a lot worse. It's a game. This is a one score game. It's a one score game, and and it can absolutely swing the balance. So I don't know if the officials need to like come up with some kind of review plan where a you know you can go back and you say, oh, that's rough in the passer or. You know, maybe this is one of those things where you have to watch it in full speed, because I think almost on these things, everything is going to look worse in slow motion. But in the moment, you're just like, man, that's an outstanding play. That what a balls play from Jalen Phillips. And to have it taken away from that, uh, you know, what do we do? Like, it it just it feels like you're taking away the spirit of the game. What do we do? What are we doing when you call a penalty like that, you're rewarding the Chargers for that. It, it just, it, it doesn't sit right with me, man. It doesn't sit right with me that that, uh, that, that becomes a thing. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, as far as the defense was concerned, I really can't get on him too bad about today's performance. I know some people are mad at Josh Boyer. He's, you know, becoming as predictable as it gets when it comes to what coverages teams are going to be facing i think if you're going to be more concerned about anything it's it's zavian howard because he looks really washed out there um i know and we know he's dealing with stuff he's been dealing with stuff basically since the beginning of the season um and having him out there at whatever percent feels better than having noah igbenogany out there so you kind of tip the cap and be like hey thanks for going out there and gutting it out But, yeah, he does not look like, you know, a guy who has really been the Dolphins' best player over the last five years. He's been their MVP multiple times. He's earned various big-time contracts from the Dolphins, even with all the drama and dispute. But this year, uh, he has not looked elite. He has not looked elite at all. You think it's kind of affected some of his ball skills at times. It's been tough, even some of his judgment on the games at times. He has not looked like the same guy. Um, On the same point of that, though, uh, you have had two young studs really step up in Jalen Phillips, who's looked like who's looked great. And then Christian Wilkins uh, is he he just looks like a a rising star in this league. He's all over the place. He's in every play. He's super athletic for the position that he plays. And it's it's funny. I was, you know, saw him at like the Tyree Kill Family Foundation and just like you don't. Think he's like the most menacing looking guy, even though you know, you know he has all the the dirty tricks to get under opponent's skin. But he just looks like for a three hundred pounder, very athletic looking, uh, and you can just see the way he's just running around the ball. He is in such great shape for that position, and is also just still a menace. Him and Zach Sealer, just uh, really really impressive guys. Um, I just didn't think the defense had a shot. I don't know how you can how many people could get mad at the defense today for these drives when the offense just shoots you in the foot. You have no chance. If you're going to go out there, you're going to go three and out on every drive and you're going to get out possessed in back-to-back games, basically on this huge clip. Like what was today? Once again, the Dolphins basically only had a ball for the third, for a third of the game and your opponent has it for 40 minutes and you have it for 20 minutes. I don't understand how you're, you know, for Dolphin fans who are going to get mad at the, uh, you know, going to get, get, get mad at the defense for going out there, and you know, for me, I was just like, you know, that's that that's that's on the offense more than anything else, and they still ha- sacked Justin Herbert four times, should have been five times. So I thought the pass rush looked pretty good today, and and in in the uh, the kind of things they were bringing. You know, you got to give a tip of the cap to Justin Herbert. He was dicing them up. Him and Keenan Allen, just uh, tremendous chemistry. Some of the throws that Justin Herbert was making on that on that uh, on that final drive were delightful. I did think that the fumble was gonna. Ha- I, I really was like, oh please, you know, just uh, I was praying to the football gods in my booth. Please, and at a sports bar, I was at a keg south in Kendall uh, with a bunch of Dolphin fans And when that fumble happened I thought that the Dolphins I thought the game was changing I thought the Dolphins got the ball back I was so excited I also thought they got the onside kick but I was more uh lied to I feel like by all the Dolphins players pointing in the other direction in that one than I was uh than I was uh with uh with the fumble uh, false hopes they really got me out there and listen to me crazy plays today crazy plays between uh Tyreek Hill uh, returning that that, uh, that that fumble, all the uh, the distance that he did today with a 57 yard fumble recovery and then a 60 yard uh, touchdown pass. The cheetah was great, man. The cheetah was great. Tua was not. Um, is Mike McDaniel getting figured out? That's certainly something that they're going to have to figure out. You know what is the adjustment? You know, I, I, putting this on communication. All right, you know, Mike McDaniel's not the type of guy. He here's the thing. Mike almost can't be too openly critical of Tua because it's been such an, it's always been such an, to this point, an overblown story, the relationship between Tua and Mike McDaniel that like, now you can't go any direction with it, but up. um, But his quarterback hasn't been good enough the last couple of games. He hasn't been, you know, all of the, and I say this as somebody who's a huge Tua homer and I love Tua and I love the way he carries himself and, He is the easiest dude to root for, but the guy the last two weeks hasn't even been close to good enough to be a contending quarterback, and it does feel like a lot of this is on him. This is, uh, you know, I I would say, you know, it definitely felt more to me like this was a game where people weren't on the same page. The last game against the 49ers felt more like, man, he was just missing a lot of stuff high. Um This one, to me, just felt like he almost was second-guessing himself a lot. Uh, They were taking away some of his stuff, and he didn't really know how to counterpunch with that. We definitely saw him run a lot more this this game. Uh, He had nearly 30 rushing yards, which is not to his bag at all. So L.A. definitely got him thinking, and you give credit to Brandon Staley for that, but they were doing this with a lot of their backups. This is not the the uh the the frontline guys that the LA Chargers are putting forth against you. So that's that that's a lot of what makes this absolutely disappointing from uh from Miami standpoint. You lost Jeff Wilson also in the midst of this game after he looked uh even with that fumble had a couple of powerful runs and to lose that kind of uh thunder to Mostert's lightning is an effect because I think like you think back to you know we're really talking about now since the second half against the Texans, we're talking about a real level of like 10 uneven quarters for your Miami Dolphins and the way they've been playing football. Um, And you think back to that Browns game where they played as perfect a game as you could play balanced, got everything from your defense. Uh, The offense was dispersed throughout the whole thing. And, you know, to, to where they are now, they have a lot of soul searching to do, coming into this game against the Buffalo bills where you guessed it of course it's gonna snow coming up on Saturday um and Buffalo despite some close calls despite not looking as pretty like every dolphin is thinking to themselves going into this one that if if they if they do lose this game to Buffalo, this is going to be same old dolphins. Like the, it, it, no matter you could change the faces, you could change the places, you could tame, you could change the time, whatever. It, you know you're going to have all of those feelings of here we go, got our hopes up for nothing. So they re they. It's not even just a level of uh, they got to win for sh- you know to to erase a lot of this thing in the last couple of weeks. But I think people need to see this dolphins team have just a more consistent performance this cannot be a team that poops the bed coming out of the gate like they have the last two weeks that 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 cannot happen that cannot happen Um, and you'll see listen you're gonna see who's really behind this or who wants to take their cheap shots you know Chris Sims even though he picked the Dolphins to win is uh taking victory laps on Tua versus Herbert which is a strange thing to do when you said on national television that Justin Herbert wasn't going to be good enough to win today. And you pick the Dolphins to win. Uh Colin Cowherd, wishy-washy as they come. He's going to be taking victory laps. I'm sure Jet Up is going to be taking their victory laps. And uh I'm sure Emmanuel Acho will be uh, rats off a ship because his whole support has felt uh a little bit fraudulent, you know. So now he's uh he's 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 gotta you know eat his uh humble pie, which he really doesn't even care about. Um but you know, that's uh the nature of this season, you know, can the Dolphins, how are they going to not only go from being an explosive offense, a cool story, to how are they going to deal with expectations and national spotlight and people really judging everything that they do and not just being the cute little story. This is going to be the week to uh, to show what they can do because if you can get this win this week, um, though at a tall task in a, in a what seems like it's going to be a bitter cold in Buffalo, um if you can get this one it'll erase a lot of the feelings if you don't then you're talking about needing a real run at the end of the season to make any of this feel like it was uh it was worth anything early on in the year so that's our porpoise pot everybody we'll be back with solana we'll be reunited both on the east coast this week and not as uh as busy as we were this week and uh thanks for checking us on out everybody